Hey you guys, are you ready for the best show in the Pacific Northwest? Here's my dad to his boyfriend and friend. All right, here we go on your marks. Uh, get ready. Let's go shop. That's right. It's uh, Black Friday, and we appreciate everybody uh, listening to Ron and Don Show, episode number 32, all brought to you by Les Schwab, a title sponsor. They heard your plea. Now we got three, three episodes of the Ron and Don Show every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. And before we get rolling here, I just got to wonder, a lot of people probably rolled out of the rack. Maybe they didn't even roll out of the rack. Maybe they went straight from eating uh, Thanksgiving Day turkey. Watching the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys play. I feel like me, like I can have one sliver of pumpkin pie, and yeah. then you end up having 19 slivers of pumpkin pie and you eat the whole pumpkin yeah, pie. Yeah, then they show up at a store somewhere, and you stand in line with your family, and then it's like a football game breaks out. Like 200 football games at one time break up. The, door, the, the doors open. People go flying in. I don't know what it is. You can buy that same flat screen television probably online for maybe $100 more. But to save a hundred bucks, people will go in. Oh, it's war zone. Yeah, and they will they will maim each other. It's it, it's incredible to me. They will also lose a lot of sleep as a result of this. And as someone that doesn't sleep much, I thought this was kind of interesting. There's some new research out uh, that says seventy million of us in the United States, seventy million Americans, that we need to get more sleep, that we aren't sleeping enough. In fact, a lot of these movements that have people getting up at four o'clock, four fifteen, four thirty in the morning and taking cold showers, they're like, you know what? Instead of taking a cold shower and waking up at 4 or 4.15, maybe what you should do is go back to bed and then wake up and then take a warm shower because people aren't sleeping enough. And as a result of that, uh, if you have a sleeping disorder and then you start adding a rough diet on top, because maybe when you're up at 4, 4.15 in the morning, maybe you start eating last night's spaghetti. I don't know. Uh, but it gives you more time to eat, more time to grace, more time to get in trouble. And they say some of us... When we go to work, uh, we end up dozing off a little bit, and it kills our productivity. United States government noticed this uh, with some of their workers, and they had to make a proclamation as we head into 2020. If you work for the United States government, uh, they just sent out a memo that says all persons that work for the United States government uh, while at work are prohibited from sleeping in federal buildings except when such activity is expressly authorized by an agency official, and that's what the General Services Administration has said earlier this month. It's unclear what prompted this, but every once in a while, I don't know about you, but uh, I will see a worker in a truck somewhere. Uh, oh, I've a, slept in my car. Yeah, I've, no, but I've, I've seen someone uh, that's a highway worker. Oh, hi, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'll see them, and they jump in the car, and they're, they're having to suit, whatever. So it, it's interesting because they say, you know what, maybe there should be some kind of pushback here. Uh, because all the research out there says whether you're working in an airport, whether you're working for the United States government, whether you're some kind of shift worker, uh, you're working at a school all day, in other parts of the world, they have adopted taking naps. But here in the United States, we kind of look down on that. Oh, man, you're preaching to the choir. I've been saying this for years, not just with government, but anybody. And the thing that I always go to is smokers. If you are a smoker, or for a lot of people, if you have children of a certain age, those workers easily spend an hour a day doing that. Uh, easily. One hour, 
tending to either smoking or tending to tracking down kids or going doing all that stuff. And so if you took the, if you're just a regular standard worker, why should you not have a sleeping pod room or somewhere where you go? It's like, I'm just going to get 30 minutes of shut eye. I'm going to lay down. All I need is 20, 30 minutes. There's been all sorts of research done on short naps. And why should they not be allowed to do that? So it's okay to go over into the smoking lounge five times a day uh, and smoke your cigarette, or it's okay to uh, arrange childcare, uh, call the nanny, arrange you know people to pick people up, drop people off, like do all these phone calls. It's okay to do those things, but it's not okay to take a nap. I, I really think that the workforce would be better served if you allowed this. They they talked about Ben and Jerry's. They do have a nap room, and the thing is, people get so embarrassed they'll put fake names down on the sign up sheet, so they you have to reserve the. It's a little room there's a like a futon with a light blanket and so it'll be like 2 30 donald duck <laughs> three o'clock yeah. is goofy That's and awesome. so they just they reserve it under a pseudonym but they go in and, and people that have these come back and report it's amazing like if i know i gotta dive into an excel spreadsheet and it is just going to be a brain twister and i go in and i take my 20 minute nap uh, then I come back out. I'm, I'm refreshed. I perform better. There's fewer mistakes. I, I'm happier when I'm doing this thing. And I, I don't think there's any downside to this. Of course, there are always going to be those five to 10% of people that are going to abuse a privilege and you'll get the guy that's in there sleeping for four hours a day. So just fire him and don't like take away the benefit to everybody else. I, I've asked for these in radio stations that we worked at before and I was got, Oh, right. Yeah. We're going to, it's like, dude, why not? Yeah, everyone's playing. Why ping, not? What, everyone's playing ping pong. Yeah, I don't want a ping pong table. I want no. somewhere to take a nap. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I it's it, there's a lot of research out. This is a napping isn't necessarily good for you either. Uh, what's best for you is to try to get eight hours of sleep at night. I bet and then, you have not gotten eight hours of sleep since you were in. I can't sleep eight hours straight. I and, and, and I try. Can can you do that? I can, And people talk about sleeping in. I can't sleep in. I just I just and I, I can do I, about I just, seven. I just can't do it. And if I take a nap. Uh, then trying to get to bed later on in the evening is next to I think impossible. you're an outlier. You think so? I think you're one of those guys that's an outlier. Most people, if they had the, the ability or the, the opportunity yeah. to take a nap, would be a huge plus in life. J- Japan does this. Japan allows it. It's not stigmatized. And their productivity is off the charts. It's like nobody's like, oh, Japan, a bunch of lazy people in Japan. They never produce anything. Their work ethic is legendary, and it's not a social stigma to take a nap. Well, we, so and like, we have a lot of people take a nap we have a lot of citizens that are sleeping in federal buildings anyway so why shouldn't a federal worker be able to pull up a cot touche take a no i'm saying you're right hey i would rather see people uh especially in the winter months inside a federal building somewhere uh safe and warm uh than outside in a tent in one of our parks works in one of those buildings and they walked through the lobby one day and then had to get a tetanus shot yeah really fill in the blanks on that okay trying to get to their office right Hey, I, and anyway, I, I, if people need a nap, I'm pro nap. I wish I was a napper. My grandfather was a napper, uh, and he could nap anywhere, anytime. And then he still slept, uh, absolutely fine during, uh, during the evening hours. And I've just, I've always had a hard time doing that. Can so. I give you a quick, uh, black Friday update? Cause if people are going out and listening to this on their way to the mall right now, cause I know that you keep up with the Kardashians. Oh yeah. Kylie just sold 51% of her cosmetic line to Cody Incorporated. Six 
hundred million dollars. She's a she is six. And this she, is a, she is the first. She is the first and the youngest self-made billionaire ever. No, she's the youngest the self-made billionaire ever. There's been Isn't that what I self, just said. You said the only. There's been other self-made billionaires. Mark Zuckerberg is a self-made billionaire. She's the youngest female self-made billionaire. I don't think it's female. I think it's just youngest. I think you think you're probably right. But yeah. so now she converted the equity in her cosmetic line. It was valued at 1.5 billion. She sold 600 million of it uh, to a big cosmetic firm. But she's going to remain the lips of it on Instagram. Oh, she is. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because you'd think of all the Kardashians, if you rank them just in public perception, I think most people put Kim at the top of the pyramid, and Kylie would be off to the satellite. Like, I don't think you would go, oh, Kylie's the real boss in this situation. No, Kris Jenner's the real boss. But Kylie's whole situation. worth ways she could buy Kris Jenner right now. Because of Kris Jenner, though. Right. Yeah, Kris Jenner. Congratulations. Amazing. Kris Jenner is amazing. The way that you keep up with together. the Kardashians more than I do. Hey, I think but all I, those I women don't. are super smart, and I have great, great respect for what they were able to do after that tape came out. It's just all off the tape. Can't say what kind of tape because it's like that tape. Right. Yeah. I know the tape. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the tape. I know of the tape. You know of the tape. Yeah. I know. Black Friday. Stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. Why wouldn't you on this Black Friday? Home of the Les Schwab Best Tire Value Promise for the life of the tires. Everything's free. We'll tell you more about it coming up on the Ron and Don. You should buy a shirt. It's the Ron and Don Nation t-shirt. $5 goes toward helping kids. It's cops helping kids. Find out more at ronanddon.com. Hey, you know what? Uh, they heard your plea. Now we have three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. That's thanks to Les Schwab. Every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And don't forget, as we're heading into winter driving season, Ron, you just experienced this on one of your real estate uh, journeys. Yeah, right? I had to drive over to Chelan, or I got to drive to Chelan, and two mountain passes. If it had been snowing and icy, I would have been in trouble. So do what I'm going to do. Stop by Les Schwab when you see him. Say, uh, tell him you're part of the Ron and Don Nation. Have him check it out. Say, is my rig ready for the cold winter months? And they're going to do a, a check for you. Make sure everything is ready. And especially if you know you're going to be going over the pass, if you know you're going to go up and uh, be going snowing or snowboarding this year, go to Les Schwab. Get winter ready at Les Schwab. You can find a location near you at Les schwab.com slash ron and don yeah and uh, while you stop in at les schwab tire center do this too bring some food with you a lot of times during the holidays we're looking to help people but we don't know how they have it figured out at les schwab they know there's 23 million americans that go to bed every night including 11 million children they go to bed hungry and so that's one of the reasons les schwab is teamed up that's right it's drive out hunger and les schwab they have teamed up to help make sure that every child and every adult that lives in Western Washington, that they go to bed on a full stomach. Just go to leschwab.com slash Ron and Don. That's leschwab.com forward slash Ron and Don to see how you can be a part of something bigger than yourself. Les Schwab, let's say it together. Doing the right thing, it matters. Ron and Don. 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 Ron and Don.
cry. All right, don't forget the Ron and Don Show brought to you by who? Ron and Don. We are licensed brokers at Windermere. Uh, if you're ready for a Ron and Don sit down or to grab a cup of coffee with us, we'd love to sit with you and talk about your plans in 2020. Maybe you're thinking about buying, selling. Maybe you're thinking about refining. Maybe you're thinking about a reverse mortgage. Maybe you're thinking about investment. Uh, maybe you're thinking about running an Airbnb. I've run a number of those and still do and have found great success in that. Maybe you need some help with that. Maybe you want to be a landlord. Maybe you're tired of being a landlord. It's time to sell. Uh, let's sit down talk about your journey and see how we can help you in 2020 with a Ron and Don. Sit down. Reach out to us. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. Ron Upshaw at Windermere.com. Everything's up at RonandDon.com. So I always like to throw some uh, real estate-related stories your way and get your hot take on them. This first one, what should we do with this young man? Uh, I know that when you and I were in high school, it was a tradition you would do a prank. Your class had way better pranks than my class, but it was every year... Um, I think administrators in the community expected a prank. Um, I think that we just did something like throw some tires over a deal and paint them school colors. But you guys were very elaborate uh, in your school pranks. Class of 85, we had 85 chickens. And, of course, we had to paint them orange because we were our school was Texas orange. And then we let them go. Uh, in one of our uh, final assemblies, and then of course there were the eighty-five Christmas trees uh, that we hung. That was that was a good one. I remember that on one. top of the library, and then somehow, and I don't know, did who you did see it, the one with the Vicks Big Boy? Got the Vicks Big Boy up there. Yeah, too. that was incredible. Yeah, and then went to Black Angus, got the Black Angus Angus on the trailer, and went. Uh, and you changed the reader board. Yeah, and we went to a class of eighty-five rocks, and we parked that bad boy uh, right outside the school. Which now all that would get you arrested. Back yeah. in 85, you it was could just, steal a sign and not get arrested. Back in 85, is just a lot of fun, yeah. So that takes us to Truman High School. Now, this is not a local story, but I wonder what you think should happen to Kyle Shaley. He thought it would be funny for his school prank where he listed the school for sale yeah. on Craigslist. That's awesome. So he went out yeah. and he copied a real estate listing exactly. So he took all the pictures, he went and he found all the information on like the county website. And so he went out and he just listed it for sale for $12,275, which seems like a really good deal. That does seem like a good deal. To buy an entire high school. Yeah. And so he described it as a, uh, it has a huge 20 plus room facility. Uh, you get your own football field. Hmm. Uh, you have a newly added four modern day rooms. That's awesome. It's next to Walmart for <laughs> convenience. Yeah. It's got a huge parking lot. Sure uh, great for party goers looking for somewhere to park. Bigger than normal dining room, which hmm. is a cafeteria. Yeah. And a reason for sale is due to loss of students showing up. And so he thought that this was just a funny ha-ha-hoo-hoo hijinks. Mm -hmm. um, he has now been uh, gotten in quite a bit of trouble oh. as this listing on Craigslist got a lot of publicity. People wanted to come and, and demand, you guys advertise it for $12,275. Here's my, my money. I would like to buy Truman High School. What, what, what do you think should happen to Kyle? Well, you know, I think you should be congratulated because I think all of us at some point in, in time, we were tired of our schools and we wanted to sell them. And he was the first one to beat us to the punch. I will say this, though. It seems like his comps are a little off. So it seems like... Uh, someone may want to sit down with him and 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 do some comparative pricing. It was a pretty good uh, listing. Though. Yeah, it's, it it seems like the pricing is a little off, and I wonder if he hit it at at twelve million. 
uh, five hundred thousand. If people would be it upset, might have been a different. Story. So maybe he just left a zero off there. But yeah, I think if he came out with some better competitive pricing, he would be someone that we'd want to hire in the Ron and Don team. Well, hey, you guys, here we go into the winter driving months here in the great specific Northwest, as my son used to uh, say. You know what I did last fall? Is I stopped by Leshrob Tire Center and I said, "Could you put the new Mazama Open Range tires on my Forerunner?" And I'm telling you, Ron, when they put those tires on, it was a game changer when it came to control, when it came to gas mileage, and when I would put my truck in four-wheel drive, sometimes with the other tires, it would slip. Not with the Mazama Open Range tires. And don't forget, you have a 60-day ride guarantee. So if you get to the 59th day and you don't like those tires, take them back to Les Schwab and they'll just replace them for you. Yeah, not just a 60-day guarantee, 60,000-mile warranty on these tires. So go to LesSchwab.com. You can find the store nearest you. Head on in there. If you need some traction, you're concerned about winter driving, you're going to go snowboarding, skiing, you're going over the passes this winter, this is what you need to do. Yeah, and if you're in a passenger vehicle, which a lot of you are as you're listening to the Ron and Don podcast, you can choose the Mazama reputation tires those are great too that's all season traction they are quiet they are comfortable and you get that 70,000 mile warranty so what are you waiting for visit leschwab.com that's leschwab.com for more information about these amazing tires and i can't endorse them enough let's swap let's say it together doing the right thing you know it matters so uh, let me do the story number two here and let me know if you think this trend is going to continue this was out of buzzfeed news zillow now is getting almost half of its profits in business by them going in buying homes renovating that home and then selling the home and so the the program is not live in seattle but it is live in some other uh, cities around america they call it their i buyer program so basically what they do is they look for someone that wants to sell desperately they offer them less money than market value but in, in exchange for the person doesn't have to get their house ready to show they're going to bring in uh, some contractor to do all the repairs. And then whatever Zillow is able to sell it for after repairs, they get to keep that spread uh, and they pay all their vendors. And so the people hopefully realize that they're, they're not getting top dollar for their house and they're paying. It's a, it's a very large convenience fee uh, to just not have to list their house and not have to do any repairs at Zillow. Now, I believe it's 41 41.5% 41.5% of its revenue is from this I buyer program. Um, do you think this is coming to Seattle? Is our price point too high for something like this? Or do you think this is taking advantage of customers that aren't very sophisticated? Well, and it's one of the reasons state by state they're they're looking at this. Because one of the issues that we're having is you could go and knock on someone's door that's been living. In fact, I did this the other day. There was a woman that's been living in this house. Her family's been living in this house, some degree, over the past 70 years. And someone from one of these big companies was about to buy her house, and she told me what they're going to buy her house for. And I'm like, wow. I said, how did they come up with that number? Because to me, and I didn't tell her this then, but to me it seemed, it seemed to be about $180,000 off. And it was one of these companies that was going to buy her house off-market. This is called off-market. They're going to buy it off-market, or this is called a pocket listing. And in some places, it's illegal to do pocket listings or do things off market because they want to make sure that you take things to market. Because when you take things to market, 
uh, then typically you'll get the most amount of money for your house. If you don't bring it to market, you don't know. And so in this particular case, it was about $180,000 off. And, and for a lot of people, they're like, yeah, but I don't have the money to maybe invest in this house to bring the house to market. There's all kinds of strategies that you can come up with. Uh, and when you sell that house, then maybe some of the work that you've done on the house, you pay in something that they call the net proceeds at the end, and you just settle it when the house closes. A real good real estate agent. In fact, a lot of our agents at Windermere, they know exactly how to do it. They know how to step in, make your house. They call it being parade ready or in the car business, frontline ready. It's all those cars that are on the front line that look absolutely amazing, that are diamonds, that are perfect tens. They go on the front line of the lot, and then everything else is behind. Single diamond and double yeah, diamond. Yeah, so a, a great window. Windermere agent will be able to help you make sure that your house is a frontline house or to make sure that it's ready for a parade. They call it being parade ready. And once you've done that, then you should really be able to optimize uh, bringing that place that bringing that place to market. So in this particular case, Zillow just collects a lot of information. And because they collect a lot of information, they know how to take advantage of people out there uh and taking you, you think this is has a predatory well i think you have to be care- to i think you I, I i think you have to be careful with going after people and getting them to sell things to you off market because when you get them to sell things to you off market a lot of times these aren't informed sellers and they don't know that they could actually get more for that property or that there are other companies out there that would help them to make that house frontline ready without taking any money out of their pocket and then it close they go ahead and uh, they just pay the bills on that, and typically you'll make you'll make more money as a result of that. But I could see for some people, for instance, let's say that you're a hoarder and you have a house, and Zillow comes knocking on your door, and you're like, "Yeah, you know what? I don't want to go through the this. process of dehoardering this house." Then when Zillow comes and they knock on your door or a company like that, I can see where something like that would make sense. What about it's, you? It's crazy to me that that's almost half of their revenue now. It, it has the. Um I don't know if they if they present the options to people and say if if you did these three things here's what we think your house would sell for if if they don't do that then I find it a little bit shady in other words if they don't give the option to the seller and say we can buy it right now we're paying you under market value because we need to make money on this deal we'll do all the repairs we'll remove all the garbage and then we're going to sell it for more if they sell it that way fine but I think they should say Here's what we think it would take for you to do the repairs, and then you could pocket that money. I think that's the more ethical way to go. Yeah. And we do that when we do yeah. run it on sit-downs. We sit down with people, and we're like, hey, if you sell your home off-market, here's probably what you're not going to make. But if you're willing to do the work and add some sweat equity, and we do this as a team, and we can bring your home to market, we can make it parade-ready, we can make it frontline-ready. We can make it, somebody's going to walk in there and think that your house, and maybe to you it's only a nine and a half now. They're going to think it's a perfect 10. It's the perfect house for them. And that's really what you want to do, especially in the Seattle market where real estate continues to be so important. And even as we, we, we pump the brakes here in 2020, I bet, in the economy, real estate is no longer tied to the economy the way it was when you go back and you look at 2006, yeah. 7, 8, 9, and the run up there. It's not tied because we don't all have those deathly mortgage pools out there uh, that are waiting and banks that are waiting to just collapse. Uh, so this correction coming up actually would be a welcome correction, I think, 
for a lot of people that want to jump in and start buying some real estate. So don't forget, you can reach out to Ron, Ron at Windermere.com, Don O'Neill at Windermere.com, and we can always sit down with you and talk about getting your home parade ready, or maybe you're looking for a house right now and need some house hunters. Uh, that's something that we can help with too. Wherever you're at on that journey, reach out to us. You can just go to ronanddon.com, click on the radio microphone, you'll find out more about the radio program, and you can also uh, click on our two faces and find out more about our real estate business, all right? Anyway, uh, you guys have a great week. Thanks to Les Schwab for bringing us back three days a week, every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and make sure you subscribe to the Ron and Don podcast. You keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you at the next Ron and Don sit-down to have a cup of coffee and talk about your real estate journey. That's right. Everything up right now at ronanddon.com. You have a great weekend, you guys. Ron and Don. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Okay, let's keep going.